Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 110 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week's episode comes courtesy of David Snyder of Down in the Dirt Photography. There are two issues he needs to solve. First, he was shooting for a real estate company that was started by a photographer. Not a good mix, I'm thinking. They supplied him with a 17 to 40 millimeter f4 lens, and when he left that job, he had to return the lens. Anyway, he still wants to shoot real estate, and he has just purchased, I think he's waiting for delivery, of the 17 to 40 f4 lens. I'll discuss the first part of this, and then I'll tell you what the second part of his problem is. So apparently the job that he did was a bit of a baptism of fire. He had to learn how to use his Canon 6D, as well as Lightroom and Photoshop in three months. But now he's not working for that company. From here on in, he doesn't need to get a job. That is the last thing you want to do. You're restricted by how much someone wants to pay you and they want to make a profit off you. He needs to offer his services to all the realtors in his area. As soon as he gets that lens, get out there and start marketing. He needs to offer some discount shoots so he can build up his own portfolio because I'm thinking that company won't allow him to put out pictures that he took for them. So yeah, he's got to build a portfolio. Now, as far as pricing goes, this is a simple case of checking all the local photographers that shoot real estate in the area. Most of them have prices on the website. If they don't, just ask a realtor. Be honest about your situation and offer them a free shoot or a discount if they give you the information that you need. Honestly, I don't think it will come to that because most of the real estate photographers have the prices on the websites. Okay, so let's have a look at his second issue. The other genre that he shoots is mountain bike racing. Now, you read my article standing out from the competition that's on the website, and he said, Andy, if I don't sell digital files, I'll never make any money, like zero. I do a lot of mountain bike races. I don't have the order of the racers. I don't have their names. I ride up in a truck and set up in a couple of cool spots on the trail and shoot throughout the day, all the while directing folks to my Instagram and website. I'm not sure how he would do that if he's taking pictures. I'm not sure if they're going to stop us or coming down the mountain. But anyway, if I've set up in a good spot and I've gotten an exposure to a racer and he can find me, they'll buy one to five pictures. But the most I've ever made from, a, from an eight hour plus day plus five to six hours of editing is $300. There's got to be a better model than that, right? Yes, there's a better model than that. So let's start with your approach. All events have someone in charge, an organiser. He needs to contact that person or the people in charge and make them an offer. Your offer needs to make their decision a no-brainer. Asking them if you can shoot the event might get them to say yes, but if you offer them an incentive, they will actually promote you if they take you on. Offer them a 10% cut of everything you earn. Like You can deduct the cost of your prints, but offer them 10%. Clubs are always looking to raise money. If you approach them early enough, they can include all your details, your business card, a little sheet, whatever, in the forms that they give out to the competitors. And like I say, better still, make a letter-sized sheet showing examples of your work and your contact information and give it them so that it just can be stapled in with the rest of their information. I have to say, if all the competitors are adults, or the vast majority are adults, you're not going to make many sales. Not as many as you would if they were all kids. Adults don't tend to buy photographs of themselves doing sports. The odd person might, but parents will buy any photo of their kid doing a sport. So you need to aim at kids. 
when I was shooting my ideal subjects, I used to call them the, the precious little things. That was my, my avatar, precious little things. And they were kids and dogs because parents record every step of their kids' growth. The same goes for dog owners. They treat them like furry kids. It's an easy sell. So next, we need to address offering only digital files. And my answer to you about digital files is don't do it. You are undervaluing your work if the only thing you offer is the files. Now, if you're shooting headshots, real estate, or anything similar where they just accept, it's accepted that you just give digital files away, I don't have a problem with it. But for sports events, customers don't need them. They just need a product. Make yourself some custom posters. Start with 8x10 prints uh, with the kid's name on and the event logo on them. Then offer magazine covers and different size posters up to a maximum, say, of 24x36. Like You don't even have to go that big, but you're going to get a lot more money for the big ones. Don't offer files, or if you do offer them, make sure that they only get them if they spend a high dollar amount, say $100, and then they can buy them for 35 bucks. Still, you're not giving them away for free. There's still a price on them, but they have to get past a a level before they can buy them. Now, I only mention those prices as an example. I'm trying to emphasize how important those digital files are. The reason customers need them is so that they can use them in any way they want. Any business that has a product that customers desperately need, they sell that product at a premium price. And so should you. You just don't give them away. It's, It's ridiculous. Anyway. Let's have a look at setup. If you're the official photographer, the organizers need to let parents know, but don't leave it to chance. Take a pile of business cards and hand them out as soon as you get to the event and give them to as many people as possible. I used to put posters up in the rink at one event at the soccer events and that kind of thing outdoors. I cover the outside of my car with 8 by 10 prints with prices on and examples. They were just everywhere. I had a little A-frame sign that I used to put up when you walked in through the gate of one field that they used to play soccer at. Tie something to a fence, get a banner made, anything, but you've got to let people know that you are there and what you're going to do. Now, when you're getting ready for a sports event, find out how many competitors there are. If there are 100 kids, you can easily hope to sell to 25% of the parents at, say, $50 for each sale. So 25 times 50 bucks is $1,250. And that's not bad, just for a few hours work, a couple of hours work, and then a little bit of editing. After a few events, you're going to be able to make an educated guess on how much money you're going to make. But aim to sell the big posters. In my case, it was 24 by 36 posters. Now, I used to sell them 100 bucks, and I sold some before the lockdown at a hockey rink for 100 bucks. But you can get a lot more. A hundred bucks is still decent money. I don't know what the poster is going to cost to print 20 bucks, something like that. You're going to make a good amount of money on it, but get the most money you can out of it. If parents at the event have never had the opportunity to get a poster of their kid, and the chances are they won't have because when kids are getting into sports, it's a very short few years that they're in sports, especially the cute phase anyway. So any parent that sees that you do posters, they're going to jump at it. To sweeten the deal, throw in the digital files anything to get the big ticket item sold if you can get the average sale price to 75 bucks or even higher like at 75 and you're selling to 25 percent of the people you could be making 1875 dollars at a lot of kids event you can get a, get way more than 25 percent of the parents buying 
I've done figure skating events with 250 skaters and got way over 50% of the people there bought. It's, it's ridiculous how many you can sell. The best way to cover an event is to have a helper that can take orders on the day and have them sitting at a table with examples of your work. But in David's case, there's no way of getting the photos down the mountain to the helper, so he needs to work with online galleries. When I was shooting figure skating events, I would have a runner. Most of the time it was my daughter. Or I'd hire one of the, a couple of the kids to take turns. And all they did was whoever was taking the photographs, if it was me or I hired someone, the kid would take the cards after a couple of events, bring them back, we'd load them on the computer, and me or whoever was doing the Photoshop work would make their products. It really helps when you've got a runner. And you've, so you need a helper and you will need someone to run, <laughs> run the cards back. Next, you need a way to let parents know where and when they can view the photos of the event. And you need to get them posted within 12 hours of the event finishing. The quicker, the better. The longer you leave it, the fewer parents will take the time to look at them. All the photos need a quick edit and get them posted on the gallery. Don't do anything fancy to them, just a quick exposure so they, they look okay. The only time you do a full edit on an image is when someone orders a poster or a print. Once you've got the order, then those images that they picked out, you're going to do a full edit on them and make them look the best they possibly can be. Now, remember that event photos have a very short lifespan. The majority of your online orders will come in the first 48 hours of them being posted, so you need to make as much money from them as possible. Offer discounts on cheaper products if they buy the bigger poster. And try to make spending an extra $20 or $30 easy for them. Throw things together, you know. If you can just get that extra $20 or $30 per order, you will make an absolute killing. It's amazing how, how it compounds. Photographing events can be loads of fun especially if you like the sport. Just don't put hours of your time into it without people knowing you have photos for sale. Like David just turning up, taking pictures, then posting them and, and hoping that a few people they spoke to would buy them. And it's, uh, I think he did quite well to get $300 doing it that way, to be honest with you. I think he could make, make a few thousand if he uh, did it the right way. Okay, that's my take on shooting sports events. If you're looking to shoot sports, I hope you found it helpful. Right, I was going to be announcing that the Photoshop course was ready. The course is ready. I've had, uh, if I had any air, I would have pulled it out by now. The API, the software that I was using to link to the payment gateway was just impossible. And I've given up on a piece of software. It cost me. I won't say what it cost. It was a lot of money and it was a waste of time. So I've got some decent software now. I am in the process of setting up, and as soon as it's set up, I will put out a little mini podcast to announce it. Now, hopefully midweek, but whenever it's ready, I'll post something. All right, so if you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me through the Facebook group or Facebook Messenger. Some people get in touch with me through Instagram as well. Right, that's it for this week. I'll be back next week with more Waffle, and hopefully midweek there'll be a, a little uh, mini edition telling you all about the... Uh, the Photoshop course. Right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.